The ride to Beth Hamstead's house, where Emily was staying, took thirty minutes, during which Mallory felt the tension in her neck and shoulders beginning to ease. She couldn't think of any way anyone could know where Emily was. That thought and the peaceful country scenery along the Woodenville Duval Road soothed her as nothing else could. Leaning her head back against the rest, she watched the green hillsides whiz by, relishing the cool caress of the early evening breeze as it rushed in through her open window. In a few more minutes, she would have her daughter safely in her arms, and MacPherson would spirit them away to a safe place where they could wait together until he could find out what was going on. Turning her head, she watched him as he maneuvered the car, one shoulder propped against his door, one hand loosely curled around the steering wheel. At a glance, he appeared relaxed. Only his eyes gave him away. They darted continually from the road to his rearview mirror. His watchfulness reminded her that the nightmare from which they just escaped was far from over. See anyone? Not yet. Mrs. Cristiani. Mallory, please. Mrs. seems so formal. Mallory, he corrected. I want you to think back over the last few weeks. Has Keith said or done anything odd? She shook her head. He's been horribly tense, that's all. Any strangers calling the house? People who've never called before. It's extremely important. Again, she shook her head. Has Keith been gone at odd hours? Has he, um, had a sudden increase in income? Mallory stiffened. Just what are you implying? Nothing, I'm just trying to... He narrowed his eyes. Get something straight, okay? Keith's like a father to me. I'm not maligning his character, just looking for answers. He isn't dealing in anything criminal, not Keith. Has he had an increase in income? No. Don't just say no, think. Like it or not, he's tied up in something pretty nasty and there has to be a reason for it. Not everyone runs in your circles, you know. Keith didn't meet a Lucetti over a friendly game of handball at the athletic club. Mallory sat straighter in the seat. He made affluence sound like a sin. It wasn't as if she were one of the rich and famous, after all. Her dad was an ex-congressman, so what? She had been raised in a town where the wealthy greatly outnumbered the middle-income families. Again, so what? People didn't pick their parents, after all. You don't like me, do you? She ground out. His jaw tensed. I just met you. Why wouldn't I like you? You tell me. He turned his attention from the road to give her a lazy perusal. If I had to describe my feelings towards you, I'd have to say I'm indifferent. I haven't known you long enough to form a personal opinion of you. I'm here as a favor to Keith, which brings us back to my question. Let's stick to that. He didn't sound indifferent. He sounded contemptuous. And for the life of her, Mallory couldn't see what it was he found so revolting. Her expensive green suit was a mess, no doubt about it, but he wasn't going to take any fashion prizes himself. In frustration, she decided to let the issue drop. Indifference could be mutual. She forced her mind back to his question, Keith's income. Could her father-in-law have become involved in something shady? No, she couldn't believe it of him, not for an instant. There's been no increase in income that I'm aware of, no strangers calling, nothing. He's been tense, that's all. How about strange cars in the neighborhood? No, not that I noticed. Our neighborhood is pretty quiet. He frowned. There has to be something we're missing. Mallory had no answer. Keith's a good man, an honest man. I know that. He squinted to see out the dirty windshield. You said to take a left at 226th, right?
She nodded and tried to read the street signs. They still had about a half mile to go before their turn. It's not finished yet, is it? They could still find us. Assuming Lucetti doesn't already know where we're heading, it's possible that he's been having you followed. Sweat sprang to her palms. So much for her calm assumption that Emily was safe. Thank goodness they were only a short distance from Beth's. You think that he might have? It's possible, but let's not borrow trouble. He was right. She had problems aplenty already. He glanced over at her. You look exhausted, a long since you slept and ate. I'm fine. Remembering the bitterness that had crept into his voice earlier, she fastened a curious stare on him. One minute he sounded almost as if he hated her. The next he took her off.